Red Business with Jonathan Healy. Hi there, and thanks very much for joining us. Coming up on this episode of the podcast, we speak to the fabulous pharmacist herself about a new stage show that she's bringing to Cork. And we'll also hear from the new president of Network Cork. But first off, it's one of Cork's most recognised businesses in the furniture and bedding industry. Living Dreams Furniture is located down in Little Island. It's been there more than 30 years. And its founder, Kieran Barry, is with us now to tell us all about the business and the challenges that his and every other business has been facing in the last 12 months. Kieran, how are you? Very good, Jonathan. Thank you. Uh, lovely to talk to you. I mean, it has been a difficult year trading and we, we are coming off the back of so many different restaurants. They seem to be particularly badly hit with Nash 19 even closing last week. What's it been like for you just to keep the lights on? Well, thankfully for the furniture retail uh, sector, it's been fairly buoyant. Um, and I think one of the reasons really is because of the booming housing sector at the moment. Um, now, however, as you mentioned, the challenges in all retail sector, I suppose, is just the cost of doing business in Ireland at the moment, Jonathan. Yeah, and it has gotten very high. Electricity prices coming down. We heard that this week. That's good news, but it takes a while for that to, to bleed into the system. Presumably, you've had to have nipped and tucked and done a few bits and pieces to bring the cost down yourself. Yeah, we have. But the secret to our um, company, really, and that was the model I built it on, is just trying to keep the costs as low as I can possibly keep them, as in overheads, like, you know. And if you if you can keep the cost down, you can give a bit of value still, like, you know. Mm. One of the things, of course, you have been trading 30 years. So you uh, were there during the Celtic Tiger. Uh, then the Tiger died and you had to go through very dark times. So, you know, it's not your first time on the roller coaster. So presumably you've picked up a few tricks along the way. Yeah, I started in the furniture business in 1987. So I've seen a few recessions and I've seen a few booms. And I suppose the one lesson I took from all of it is just keep your overheads as tight as you can keep them. Don't overexpand and don't, you know, let your costs run away that you can't, you know. You, it, the problem basically, if your costs are too high and if you can't get your turnover to match your cost, then you're in trouble, like, you know. The other side of it, of course, is that uh, people will always want to upgrade their furniture. They'll always want the next new shiny thing. So not only have you had to deal with all of those external pressures, you have to deal with the customers coming through and, and their changing tastes. I mean, we're not quite gone back to leopard skin print just yet, but presumably you you have to stay on top of trends. How do you manage that? By visiting trade shows and suppliers, you know, and also we, we survey our customers as in what they want. What they what they'd like, you know, and believe me, I I have seen when I think back of some sofas, or beds that I sold thirty years ago, <laughs> you'd see them sometimes. You'd come across them in thrift shops. Uh, actually, funny enough, last week, um, we delivered a sofa to a customer down in West Cork, and the coach they sent back, I think they might have bought it off me twenty five years ago, and I I cringe when I said, Jesus, did I sell that? <laughs> hey, they got twenty five years out of it. It was a good couch. I mean, let's not knock yeah. it. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's an Irish made or based in Navin, and I'm still dealing with the same company today. Yeah, so I mean, there, there there are positives. No accounting for taste, of course. Um, when you look at those kind of changes, um, do do you question sometimes where is the world going? Uh, why do people want that church just because they saw it in Love Island? Yeah, sometimes I do actually. You know, there was a phase there where thankfully has passed, 
And I think it was to do with the Kardashians where people are looking for velvet sparkly beds with diamonds and oh that kind of stuff, you know. But thankfully, I think that trend has passed. Yeah, the, uh, it's yeah. gone back. Diamonds would, hurt, diamonds would hurt in a bed. <laughs> you've got stuck yeah. on one of them, you'd know all about it. Yeah, yes, you so would. Um, one of the challenges you have, of course, is Living Dreams Furniture is an Irish business. You're surrounded by non-Irish businesses in the space. Uh, is competition a lot tougher than it was when you started? Well, I remember my father telling me about 50 years ago, he worked for um, a man in Academy Street who had an antique shop. And he was selling his premises and moving three doors up. And my father and his innocence and youth said, Mr. Clark, put a stipulation in now that no other antique shop can buy that premises. And he said, I'll be putting a stipulation in that I hope it is an antique shop buys the premises. And the point I took from that was like Little Island has become almost a home hub. So we're, we're surrounded by furniture shops and electrical shops and, you know, the stove centre and carpet shops. So it brings people to the island, Jonathan, and how we can compete against the uh, international bigger brands, I should say, is just we keep our costs as tight as we can keep them. And some of these bigger guys, they find it hard to do that, you know. With us, it's almost a knee-jerk reaction. We can adjust our costs fairly quickly, like, you know. But with the beer companies, they think it's because they're an organisation, they find it harder and difficult to do that. Yeah, like, you you're, know. You're, you're a lot more agile, I suppose, as a result of that, because you're making the decisions locally. I, I was reading a fantastic piece in the Sunday Times of the weekend about um, a, a guy selling jackets uh, in London, and he had this horrible yellow jacket in the window. And lo and behold, who came in one day, other than Elton John, to say, how much is that jacket? He says, however it was, I'll, I'll buy it. Do you have any others? I have three more, Mr. John. I'll buy them as well. Well, because Elton wanted to make sure no one else had the same horrible yellow jacket that he had. So it was rather a unique piece. Furniture can be like that as well, can't it? I mean, can you offer unique pieces to customers? We can. We can. And we can have stuff be spoken as well. Like, you know, we're, we're kind of more, it's hard to describe our business. It's very unique. We're, we're, we're kind of almost boutique We're very hands-on. Um, like my wife went back to college when I opened her first and started interior design. So she gives a good input to people of what trends are coming down the line as well and what to advise and what kind of colour schemes stuff to go for, like, you know. Do you have to worry about things like room to improve or Derma Bannon? So if you, if you see something on that, you're going to go, ah, they're all going to be ringing me on Monday morning looking for that and I don't have yeah. it. You know, no, that's correct. And we do follow those kind of trends of what's... Because obviously people are watching these shows on TV. Did you mention even... I mean, I remember going back 30 years ago... Do you remember the show called State of the Century? Oh, yes, I do. And one of the prizes they had one week was this Velour 10-cushion 3P suite, which we luckily happened to have one on display at the time. And the sales of that just skyrocketed Yeah, well, there, because it was featured on Sale of the Century. Well, see, there was a great sticker you could put in your goods as seen on TV. Not sure it would carry as yeah. much weight these days as, as it would have done back in the day. What's the website if people want to have a look at it, Kieran? Uh, it's livingdreams.ie. It's livingdreams with a Z. Most of our um, uh, customer base 
it's actually Instagram and, and Facebook just seem to find us on. We put more emphasis on Instagram and Facebook than we do on the website, to be honest with you, Jonathan. Yeah, okay. Well, you can find them anywhere on those social media channels, but livingdreams.ie, dreams with a Z. And if you are down in Little Island, you can visit them. They're just behind the NCT Test Centre. In fact, if you're getting your car done, sure, what better way can you spend your time than walking around and having a look and see what the trends are? Uh, Kieran Barry of Living Dreams Furniture. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. Thank you very much, Jonathan. Thank you. Next up, Laura Dowling, known online as the fabulous pharmacist, a leading voice in women's health and wellness. She's acquired a massive following on social media, 108,000 followers on the gram alone. She's a background in pharmacy and a passion for empowering women, and she's been sharing valuable insights in education and women's health and well-being for quite some time. And she is bringing to the stage in Cork, a live event. She's with us now. Laura, how are you? I'm very well. I'm just after my uh, first event in Galway, so a bit tired today. Oh, well, okay, that's fair enough. Now, tell us about the event itself. I'm going to let you announce the name of it because it's better coming from you. It is Viva La Vulva. <laughs> <laughs> See, I told you it was better coming from you. So tell us well, what it know, is. Jonathan, the whole reason for it is to, 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 to make this word just like one would an arm, a leg, or, or you know, a finger, to make it a, a natural part of people's conversation. So by all means, go ahead <laughs> I will be. I, I, I'm going to. I'm going to build up to it at the end. I promise. I really will. Uh, so t- tell us about what you're talking about. So I'm talking about women's health, and I'm talking about it in a really candid way. And I'm bringing a lot of other women together, professionals in their field, to empower women with the language that they need to deal with issues that might come up in their lives in terms of their health and their wellness, particularly as women get older and our eastern levels drop and we go into perimenopause and menopause, uh, changes can happen in our body that we find quite strange or that we find uncomfortable to talk about because traditionally in Ireland, we wouldn't be great about discussing women's health or discussing issues around the vagina and vulval area and things that can happen in terms of pelvic floor health and incontinence. So I really wanted to kind of break down those barriers. I have a women's health physio on with me. I have a sex and intimacy coach on with me. And we are just bringing it to the fore and we are having really candid conversations, but in a wonderful, humorous way. So we spend the night, most of the night laughing and learning as well alongside it. So it's wonderful with a little bit of dancing thrown in. So it's it's, it's actually fantastic. Okay. The first event went brilliantly. I didn't realise there was dancing as well. So it's, it's a very oh, yes. a, a very packed agenda. I, we, we grew up in a very conservative country, you and I, where the wobbly bits were not talked about. And that extended to health in many ways. How are we going to overcome it? Because the problems that women suffered from in the 50s and 60s are the same issues they're suffering from now in the 20s. It absolutely is. But if we uh, give women the language to discuss these issues and we break down the shame because there's an awful lot of shame associated with women's health problems, particularly if it's, you know, incontinence and leaking, if it's sexual dysfunction, if it is dry vagina and UTIs, women tend to not want to discuss these things. They tend to bury them. They suffer on in silence for years. And I would have seen it in the pharmacy for so many years women coming in and not even able to mention their bits that say down below or they'd be continually applying canister cream to the area when in actual fact a little bit of eastern cream would have been the thing that would have sorted it out. So we, if we 
empower women by giving them the language that they can use to discuss their intimate areas and with unashamedly, then they can go and they can get help without shame as well. And they can discuss with their friends, with their partners, and there isn't a big deal about it. And there, there is so much help out there. Women just need to know where to look and where to get it from. And that is what this tour is about. It's about doing it in a really fun way, though. So there is no shame around it. I mean, we all remember the episode of Glen Rowe where some teenagers tried to buy some condoms and were run out of the chemist uh, by the pharmacist at the time saying that they were going to contact their parents. As a result, we kind of had a fear of the pharmacist as well, didn't we? We didn't want to go in and talk about our bits, whereas that's the obvious place to have that conversation. If not on the shop floor, then in the consultation room. Absolutely. And the consultation room is there, but uh, for for that very reason. But pharmacists deal with these things day in and day out. And it's just so easy even to direct a woman in terms of, you know, where to go to for help if she does need it. You know, you know, a woman coming in continuously for canister cream should be told you need to go to your doctor, maybe and get checked out. You might need some estrogen cream there or some an, an estrogen pessary. And that might just sort that out. So there's so many tips and hints that women can can get from a, from um, an information night like this uh, just to bring forward with them and, and the idea is to spread the word to tell the girlfriends in their lives to tell their daughters to tell their mothers like I have had you know at the Galway show there on Saturday there was a 78 year old come up to me she was there with her five daughters and she said oh my goodness this is what the women of Ireland need <laughs> you know for, for too long we buried it we told women to put up and shut up it was their bits. They couldn't talk about it. it. There was a shame associated with it. So I want to bring it all to the fore, make no big deal about it. And everyone will be happier for it, the men included, because yeah. the men will benefit from this. Were there many men in the audience? I'm guessing not. There wasn't. There was a couple, but um, it was mainly a female-dominated event and it was absolutely fabulous. Yeah, no, it, it really <laughs> does. Um, you live up to your name of the fabulous pharmacist, Laura Downey, because you have uh, launched your own brand, uh, Fabu Wellness. How's that going for you? Because it would have been easier to continue on uh, behind the counter working away as a pharmacist, but you decided it wasn't for you, that there was more in the tank. Yeah, I did. You know, I've never wanted to take the easy route. And I, I, I wanted to bring uh, products to the market that could really help people. And I suppose over the years, I'd seen so many people coming in looking for something to help support them with their health, with their, their journey through perimenopause or menopause, with energy levels, with, you know, um, rest and relaxation. So I decided I'd, I'd go off and formulate these products myself because I'd done so much, you know, research and that with, with them. So, yeah, they're, they're going really well, too. So it's kind of I kind of feel I've like about six jobs at the minute between everything but it's all good uh, it's it's no day no two days are the same anyway so <laughs> well, that's the way to go with it anyway Viva La Volva is the name of the show it's I good. love it Thank Jonathan you. actually I want I want you to introduce it the next time okay <laughs> I'll record you I'll record a little line that you can play out on the night it's in the Clayton Hotel on Lapsky on February the 24th next you can get tickets uh, via the website fabuwellness.com that's F-A-B-U wellness.com Laura Dowling it's been an absolute pleasure thanks for joining us thank you so much for having me Network Corp continues to extend and grow its membership. 2024 promises to be another very busy year for the organisation. It's designed to open up these invaluable connections for women in business, whether they are an entrepreneur themselves or they're working within a company structure. Susanna Marambio has been appointed as the new president for 2024 and I'm delighted to say she's with us now. Susanna, how are you? Hi, Jonathan. Thank you very much for having me today. How did you end up as president of Network Cork, might I ask? 
Oh, well, so the process is quite simple. You have to be two years in the committee, then you can put your head, your name on the hat for applying to vice president. And if there is more than one candidate, there is a presentation in the AGM and the members will elect. In my case, there was no other name in the ring, so I was appointed a vice president director. Well, congratulations anyway. It's not a reflection uh, that there were no other people in there. Perhaps they thought you were the very best for the job, Susanna, which is why you have it. <laughs> um, your name kind of isn't a traditional Cork name, if I could put it that way. You were originally from Chile. How did you end up in Ireland? Well, uh, so I moved to Europe in uh, 24 years ago. I, I was in international trading and I found that Chile was far too far away from Europe. That is what I wanted to see. So that's how I moved. But I met my Irish husband, Andrew, that is from Klein in Dublin. I met him in the Netherlands when we were both working for the same company. So since the first time that we came uh, to Ireland, I just fell in love with the country. And in 2009, I said, oh, wouldn't it be fantastic if we live here? We were sitting in Kinsale. So the pandemic suddenly uh, makes us all reflect a little bit what we wanted. And we decided that Cork was the place that we wanted to set up our roots. Well, That's how we can. Yeah. Well, love is the best reason that you can travel to Cork, and then you make the best <laughs> of it when you find yourself here. Um, the organisation you're part of, how did you get drawn to network? What was it about the organisation that made you feel like you wanted to run for office? Well, so first of all, I always, when I, in these 24 years, I always was connected to the country by work. So I will make friends. I will uh, have this kind of, I call it the next layer connection with colleagues. So those colleagues that is not just business, that I will know a little bit more about their life. So when I was moving to Ireland, I joined Network Cork months before actually relocating because I was coming without a job. And I thought, well, I, if I were going to try to find a job or set up a business, this is the organization that it looks like could be to support me. And since the first moment, I really loved it. I loved the openness, the willingness to help. And I felt I found my tribe. So I, joined, I was lucky to be able to join the committee. And literally what it brings me is that level of connection with the country, with the people that normally I will have with a large organization, but working on my own is very difficult to develop. So I, I love the values, collaboration, supporting and leading that are the values of Network Corp are very much aligned with my personal values. Mm. And I love the idea of bringing more women, give them empowering them and give them tools to actually uh, grow every day their business or their profession. Yeah, and there is a great support there amongst women because having worked with Network Cork and indeed Network Ireland, that, that's very much to the fore. Now, you're a business mentor as well. You set up Beacon Business Commercial Services with your partner. What types of businesses do you help? Uh, specifically established businesses. So people who will have a problem and they want someone to tell them how to solve it quickly and without not fast basically or simply they want some they want someone else to solve their problem we focus on uh, services as well as uh, wholesalers and large number of products because we our background it is to managing this very large portfolio of products and brands so we've got a year of activity ahead of you now. How are you going to use that opportunity? And presuming you will use it to try and recruit more women to network. Oh, definitely. So but, uh, we have a very diverse uh, network that we have as, um, employees, as, as you mentioned at the beginning, business owners. Uh, service-based, most of them from finance, legal, 
uh, coaching, training, and so on. So I would to continue uh, building on this, uh, the collaboration with our uh, within the core community with other, our organizations, and we will continue providing keynote speech, panel discussions, and opportunities for our members to either grow their business or personally, even their employees or business owners. Well, we wish you the best in your year in office. Susanna Marambio, uh, the new president of Network Cork for 2024. Thanks for joining us on Red Business, Susanna. Thank you very much. And that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget our partner video series, Red Business in Focus, with thanks to Cork's local enterprise offices, is up and running. You can catch all the episodes right now on redfm.ie and on Red FM's LinkedIn page. Fiona Corcoran was the producer of this podcast, and we will catch you on the next one. Get the Red Business Podcast every week with Jonathan Healy at redfm.ie and wherever you get your podcasts.